Only love songs today because uh, our man Alex Brody's banged up. We wish him the best. He's a little under the weather. So you've taken over the board and producing. You're, you're, you're a multi-talented athlete. going to host later, too. <laughs> yeah, you're like uh, you're like a decathlete. Uh, you're just doing every sport today. And uh, we got to have songs about love all morning. Yeah, Although John's do, on them. John's finding all the love songs. a lot songs. of Michael Bolton. Oh, he's yeah. Gonna, he's going to get into that. He's the king of love. I so, don't know if... Um, does, do you think he knows who Michael Bolton is? Is your mic on? Probably not. I got to put it... Oh, there I it do. Uh, in fact, know who Michael Bolton is. He's the only oh. old guy who's allowed to have earrings. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Look at intern John with some takes. Some <laughs> jokes. Nice. Oh, that's okay, awesome. John, uh, intern John, um, name one Michael Bolton song. All right, guys, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Yeah. Well, he just knows who he is because like he's he's very ingrained into pop culture. I was uh, yeah. Actually, no, no, no. Okay, yeah. Uh, Pop culture. He has that song with the Lonely Island. Uh, Oh, there you go. Captain Jack Sparrow. It's got to be a new song. Like he's he's not even popular anymore. (laughs) Right. You remember? You you see him with long hair. Do you remember Michael Bolton long hair? Oh yeah. Great, like sort of skullet going like that on. curly <laughs> weird yeah his wait one photo yeah. on wikipedia yeah definitely showing the skull a little yeah he's uh he's a legend and he did the dating show with zoe Deschanel. uh when they when they redid the dating show mm. and um yeah he was he was awesome in it because was, was he? michael bolton yeah. yeah he was he was a little weird looking but the songs he was singing <laughs> And his outfits were uh, very Michael Bolton-like, but yeah, a lot of Michael Bolton today. Uh, lo- uh, Valentine's Day, because especially Matty Rose loves love. Uh, intern John, um, he's with us the entire week. He's going to have a um, pretty cool flame stat later on in the 8 o'clock hour. Are you ready for that, John? I, I promise I'm not going to forget today. I am very ready for it. And mm. flame stat, we should just call it like useless flame stat at this point, because... This will help nobody. Okay. I do like uh, I do like your spirit this morning, John. I'm not going to lie. Perfect. That's oh, great. I'm like awake you're today. It. I enjoy your confidence. <laughs> I, I kind of like that. Uh, I do like my interns a little nervous. Clearly, that's not you, but that's fine. <laughs> I enjoy, your, <laughs> enjoy your confidence. I mean, you tell me and I'll do whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Good job. Um, Maddie loves love. So, Maddie, what's on your agenda today? Because we got to talk about that horror show last night in Ottawa soon. My but, day? Uh, yeah. What's on your what 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 is uh what is you and the as you like to call it better half doing today? I'm gonna uh, try and cobble together some sort of uh, Valentine's Day gift throughout okay. the course of the day because the better half uh, actually is going into the office today, which means I actually have some some time to try and do that. Okay. Um, I'll probably just end up buying something online because I'm a lazy slug. Maybe go get some flowers. Uh, nothing too crazy. Probably just from the grocery store. And then um, we got dinner scheduled for tonight. Mm. Haley booked us a table somewhere, so I'll I'll get ready for that. And that's pretty much it. Look at you. Yeah. So wait. You're going to order something online so it doesn't happen today? Oh, uh, well, we got a big trip coming up in the summer, so I'll probably just buy something for our big trip and then just like give her like a printout of it or something like that. Oh, okay. That's romantic. 
Okay. Hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, push See? towards this big trip in the summer. So that, that's See? that's the big one. See, Patrick, I told you Maddie loves love. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, big, time. big fan. Good Huge love. Good for you. Um, Flames lose 4-3 um, last night in overtime. Wolf. Um, wanted to do this on the text line today. It is Valentine's Day. Uh, we're going to celebrate love. And uh, wanted to know, what's your current relationship status with Jacob Markstrom right now? 960, 960, oh, name and location. What is your current relationship status? Got a spicy trade proposal on the on the text it's, line. It's a dumb really? trade proposal it's dumb. is what it's it is. It's dumb. I'm just being a, with Jacob I'm being a Richard. Yeah, it is with Markstrom. Do you want to hear it, George? Uh, is Michael Bolton the guy in the office space? Well, yes. <laughs> And they refer to, oh, you know what he does when a man loves a woman? Yes. That's the same <laughs> Michael Bolton. It just really melts my heart. Yeah. Um, gets you going. Yeah. What What is your current relationship status with Jacob Markstrom? 960-960, please, uh, all day today. Go ahead, Manny. Sorry. What, what were you saying about the trade proposal? I said it was preposterous. Oh, okay. What is the preposterous trade proposal? He's joking. He's joking. Um, James Reimer from Markstrom, a first and a prospect. Yeah, you hope it's a joke. I would really hope. How it's much a joke. term does uh, James Reimer have left? <laughs> it's an irrelevant question. <laughs> Come on now, James Reimer. What are we talking about, guys? <laughs> what if he's a pending free agent, oh, okay. and you get San Jose's first? No, no, no that's not how it works. That's not the proposal. <laughs> All right. The proposal was James Reimer for Markstrom, a first and a prospect. Oh, okay. salary <laughs> dump. Okay. Well, this isn't a Monaghan situation, but. No, he's like, listen, the game winner is a stinker. Don't get me wrong. But what oh, are you going to do about the DeBrinket goal? Nothing. Well, nothing. And then. So it was just a world-class shot. And then Hannafin with an egregious turnover in the corner moments before. That Stutes, the the Batherson rebound goal, turns it over in the corner, can't do anything in front of the net, gets the rebound goal, and then Mackenzie Weger twice in the game, hung out to dry in the neutral zone on the first goal by Brady Kachuk and on the second goal by Stutzla. You had one job in overtime. Follow that guy. It's three on three, man coverage. How do you let him get by you like that? And yeah, Markstrom's going to wear all the egg on his face because he doesn't make an easy save at the very end there. But like this team... Cannot give this guy a break. Yeah, I like I I know. And when it came to the the Brady Kachuk breakaway, I don't know. Like again, it's a breakaway. It's a stretch pass, and and it's a defenders. simple stagger play for Mackenzie Weger. Nikita yeah. Zadorov pinches. You go to the middle of the ice and back to the middle. And Brady Kachuk goes right down Main Street. It's a great pass by Tim Stutzla. It is a great pass. And Tim is a guy that if you go back to that draft, like there's oh, no question he's, he's been so number good, one man. Pick. Yeah. Um, and I still like the fact that he uses that stick with a hole in it. I think he's sure. a few guys in the league that still use that thing. You need that extra half gram of weight off, right? Yeah. <laughs> it makes it more aerodynamic, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I that's got to be it. He just likes it. I'm a big fan of him, and I know the puck was bobbly on his stick, but I thought it was more than the ice. Like, I thought he was the most dynamic player in the game, and then it just took until the final three minutes for him to kind of hit Pater with a couple of primary assists, and then obviously the game winner. Who do we have this conversation off the air with, saying if Tim Stutzla was Canadian, he probably would have went number one? Me. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Patrick. That's all good. <laughs> was that but recently? Yeah. Yeah, was, was that like one of the co- conversations yeah. that I like check in on? No, it was a and couple- then I zone out really quick, and yeah. then I ask you guys exactly what you guys were talking about. Yeah, that's usually that's yeah. usually your mo. <laughs> it was a couple weeks back, because it was it was it was twenty twenty. It was Lafreniere Byfield Stutzler, right? Yeah. So if yeah. Stutzler wears a Canadian sweater, he's first overall. I think that's a good take. I don't. I don't think it's an egregious take. No, nope. I, I think it's pretty spot on. I think the way that we've seen these guys kind of play in their first what is it, three years now in the NHL, like you do a redraft and we're we're quick into it. But he's an easy first overall pick. Oh yeah, no question. And then uh, I I think there's some other guys that are behind him who might even round out the top three before you get to Byfield and Lafreniere. Um, real quick too. Um, I know I know it's a breakaway and it's a stretch pass and I get all of that. But, man, he seems to, Markstrom, never gives you that save in that situation, especially in the first five minutes of the game. I know it's like recency bias or it's like it's confirmation bias, actually, not recency bias. It's confirmation bias, and I'm sure he has before. But I just feel like he just lets that one in. Sometimes you need to save, right? You need a big stop in that situation. But that overtime goal, it just can't go in. Like, it just can't go in in that situation. Short side blocker? Yeah. The bad spot. Terrible goal. Like, he got bailed out in Buffalo because the team filled the net so much on that second goal. That was a terrible goal, too. Just, he, he needs to be better. And this and this take that, well, first of all, you got to get to the playoffs. Because, again, we keep talking about tooth and nail just to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, if the playoffs today, Markstrom's got to be your starter. Why? Like, they're giving him ample opportunity here to right the ship. But there's less than 30 games to go in the season. Like... Again, I keep asking you the same question, and Patrick weigh in on this too. I keep asking you, Maddie, the same question. Who gives them the better chance to win night in, night out right now in goal? It's Dan Vladar. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I don't play him. They have shown a, a big reluctancy to play Dan Vladar. But then here's the other thing. Like Dan Vladar stopped what, seventeen and nineteen against the Red Wings. He led the power play goal. He allowed the one to Zadina, which like what was he gonna do on that one? That was a tic tac toe type of pass. But the thing is that for this coaching staff, and it goes back to I think the 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 way that they look at young players, like I think that sometimes it's a bit overblown, but it's you can't deny that it's a lot harder for young guys to build trust and, and kind of gain momentum in this lineup with Daryl Sutter leading the way and with Vladar like as much as he's been good for sure and he hasn't had the stinkers allowed um this is also a situation to me where he hasn't gone out and really saved you a game per se he's been a good goaltender but it's not like you've got you know you know this isn't Jordan Bennington coming up from the AHL and just throwing out shutouts left right and center like he did a couple years ago in the Blues one won the Stanley Cup I agree I'm, I was surprised we didn't see more of Dan Vladar on this trip. But like like I said, coming out of the All-Star break, it really does feel, and, and I was right, they played him in the first game there. They want to get him right. And it's it feels like a challenge right now that I don't know if you're ever going to see the results for the rest of the season. We're 54 games into the season right now. As if if my math uh, is not letting me down, yeah, well, fifty that was the fifty fourth game yesterday, so we're coming up on a three quarter pull. Yeah, the team doesn't have a shutout. Yep, they sure like, don't. 
Like that that means something, right? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Are they like, the only team without one yet? I'm just looking that up real quick. Because Marstrom had seven last year, right? Eight, I believe. Uh, he had nine. Nine. There you go. He yeah, he's talking. That... He's going to take Kipper's record. Yeah. Nope. They collectively had thirteen. I think Vladar had like three in the first, uh, first two months of the season. None. Oh no, Marstrom had seven early on, right? Like he racked them all up early on. Yeah, like before Christmas. Stuck in my head. Before Christmas, he they they had like they had several. Yeah, okay. he might have had his nine before Christmas. I think he had seven before Christmas okay. and two in the back half. Ah, like, right. okay. I think at seven, Christmas I, we were like, was there somewhere? I think at Christmas we were like, he's going to destroy this record. Like yeah. every other game that they won, it felt like it was a shutout for the first half of the year. Fifty-four games without a shutout, and uh, I think that's surprising for a Daryl Sutter team that is defense first, right? And even last night, we saw it. Like, what, the Senators didn't have a shot on goal for what, like 10 minutes? It was 16 minutes carried over between the end of the first and the start of the second. Like, and, and I know it's about shot quality and, like, maybe not necessarily shot volume, but that's two games in a row where they were dominating their opponent on the shot clock and dominating the game because for at least 50 minutes last night, Calgary was far and away the better team. And I don't know, we talk about bad losses on the season. Like, just the way they played last night, to me, that's a worse loss than what happened the day before they went and won in Seattle before the break, the the, the loss to Chicago at home. Because they were lifeless in that game. Last night, they brought it, and they and they played really well, and then things just fell apart at the end. Last night's loss, to me, like, where does it rank? as one of the worst of the season, because it's got to be right near the top. Because after that huge positive win in Buffalo, that emotional loss to the Rangers in New York, the Detroit game, again, you pepper the Red Wings, although you didn't look dangerous for stretches. Saturday, you certainly looked dangerous and finished all your chances. Last night, again, um, it goes to showing that this team needs, goes to show um, that this team needs a little more finish up front. Because Kadri had some chances there at the end, um, Foley had a chance. Like you gotta, you gotta bury those chances to put away the Senators last night, and they just didn't do it. And that loss to me last night's worse than the one against the Blackhawks before the break, because they dominated that game and just let it slip through their hands. And Markstrom could have won back-to-back games for the first time since December. And I keep hearing that, oh, because uh, everybody wants to, you know, just build Jacob Markstrom up. The playoffs started today. He's our goalie. I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't trust him. I, and this isn't just a goalie thing. And I know goalies are voodoo, and everybody talks about that. But can he, can he get you the big save? Like, because he has, he's letting a stinker pretty much every game he starts. It feels like, and last night was no different. And I just, I just don't know. You know, what else could the team do last night? Like, can they play any better for 50 minutes, Maddie, than they did last night? They could have closed the game out. They could have closed the game out in the last five minutes. Like, yeah. that, that's my big thing. Like, okay, if you're Daryl Sutter, you decide, okay, we're going to shorten our bench because we feel like Ottawa is pressing here in the third period like they did. So Michael Stone and Dennis Gilbert are getting sat down. You're running with just four defensemen for the last five, six minutes of regulation. That first goal goes in. 
no timeout. All of a sudden, pucks back in their own end. They're running around like crazy, and and you let Alex DeBrinket score from below the circle. Like as much as we can hang this on Jacob Marks, you had a two goal lead, and I didn't think that either of the goals he allowed to end regulation were necessarily on him. There's a stinker at the end, and you lose the extra point because of that. But he was pretty solid for the for the majority of the game whenever they were called upon him, and it like as much like. I'm not trying to say that he's the be-all and end-all and he's having a great season and if the playoffs started today, he's my guy. But to look at that game yesterday and say the only reason you lost is because of Jacob Markstrom, I don't think that's how it went. I think that they gave up way too much in the final five minutes. Yeah. And then there was a a stinker goal. But then again, like I said, Mackenzie Weger twice in this same game caught in the neutral zone when he had one job to cover one guy and they both beat him. Right, uh, and and I think everything that you said is just fair. Let me just let me just ask you this, and Patrick weigh in on this too. Can you remember a game where he stolen one for the Flames? This no, year? but has Dan? When was the last time Dan Vladar did? He must have been one of those thirteen. I'm just trying to think which one. Like he had, like the, he's been good in games. Okay, but, okay, like, but right, yeah, fair. Okay, even if Vladar hasn't. But you're paying Markstrom to do that, and he hasn't. That's the difference. 100%. Yeah, and I, and I totally agree with you. I just don't think that yesterday you just hang the whole loss on Jacob Markstrom. I don't think that's necessarily fair. Patrick, when, like, what's your thoughts on Markstrom never stealing a game so far for the Flames this year, seemingly? No, he hasn't, uh, but I, I, I'm with Maddie. Like, it's been, like, look at Vladar's last few starts. It's been, well, the loss against Detroit, okay. Uh, the win against Seattle, that was a complete team effort, we say. It was one of their best efforts of the year so far. Tampa and Columbus were a wild, wild type of games. It's, yeah, it's been, it, yeah, the team has just been better with Vladar, but neither goalie has stood on their head. I, I I alluded it to last week against Detroit. I was like, that's a game I want the goalie to stand up, especially coming out of that 5-4 loss against the Rangers. Vladar, we knew Vladar was going to get the start against Detroit, against Detroit. He played really well, but they just didn't score for him at all. But I'm just, you're just waiting for that performance from a goalie where they just, like, a 34-save shutout. I don't yeah. care who it is. Yeah. Because it doesn't have to be an elite goaltender to have shutouts. There's five teams without shutouts this year. The Habs, the Flames, the Oilers, the Canucks, and the Blue Jackets. There's a theme there. Yeah. Hmm. There's a theme. We know Edmonton's issues with goaltending. They outscore their problems. Calgary's got bad. Sorry, go ahead. Although, Patrick, I'd say over what? The last month, month and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've gotten better goaltending than what's happened in Calgary. Yep. Yeah, they're def- is- well. They've just played better defensively as a whole. Like their five-on-five play is gone through the roof, and and when you're not giving up ridiculous chances and two-on-ones and breakaways all the time to Jack Campbell, then it, it, I think it gives that guy an actual chance to get in there and build his confidence and and kind of get in a place where where he's feeling good. Like this is one of those things where you know you got to be able to build confidence too. And had the Flames been able to play in the third, like they had in the first 40 minutes. I don't know if we're going down this road. He probably faces what? Six, seven shots from the outside and dust off your hands. And away you go with like a three, one victory or something like that. But they couldn't, they couldn't keep that momentum, that energy, whatever you want to call it. They couldn't keep it up in the third. Uh, 
I guess if you want to be sort of positive from last night, like outside of that game against the Red Wings on this trip, like the effort was there. The effort was there the Friday night before the break. The Mm -hmm. effort was there in that game against the Rangers, which was riddled with sloppiness. But still, the effort was there. The effort was there for at least, what, 55 minutes last night Mm -hmm. in Ottawa. And the effort was certainly there in that beatdown of the Sabres on Saturday. Like, that, that's a big plus if you're waking up a Flames fan angry about the, the 4-3 overtime loss last night. At least at least the effort's there. It's just sometimes your just goalie just needs to make a save. He just does. He just needs to bail you out in those situations. You blew the three. You blew the two-goal lead against a non-conference opponent. You got to win that game in overtime then. That's it. Like, that, 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 that Stutzla goal can't go in an OT because that is such a backbreaker. Yeah, okay, you're right. The Debrinket goal, you can't really fault him. That is a world-class shot from a world-class goal scorer who's had a down year, sort of. Um, Batherson's goal, you're right. I batted it out of the air, that's in. But that Stutzla goal short side was a stinker, and you got to have that in overtime. Even though the Flames had a couple chances in that overtime to end it before that shot, but still, you got to make that save. you got to bail out your team. Especially because it doesn't matter that you gave away a point to the Senators because who cares? Mm. It's about the two points for you in your conference. And they didn't let that happen last night. All right, we got to get to the Rose Report because we've been super late on the Rose Report lately. And I blame myself <laughs> for stretching it out in the 6 o'clock hour. We, ha- we, you know what? The good thing is that despite being late on the Rose Report, we haven't had to push any guests back. Because like that 7 o'clock spot has been a little bit of a... A little bit of a hole for guests the last couple of days. So that's fine. That's okay. But that, that's been the worst thing. Just, we got so much to talk about that we kind of leave it open too. A hundred percent. And yeah, holes maybe not the right term. It's just yeah. you know people don't like to get up at seven a.m. if they can get up at seven thirty, eight or eight thirty. And yeah. I don't blame them, frankly. Yeah. Um, only us and our, a lot of our listeners who are grinding it this morning on a Valentine's Day. Are up straight ahead on the Rose <laughs> Report, uh, breaking down that oof, that four three overtime loss to the Senators last night in Ottawa, and on the text line this morning on a Valentine's Day where we celebrate love. What is your current relationship status with Jacob Markstrom right now? What is your current relationship status with Jacob Markstrom? Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. A ton to do. Charles Davis, Matt Marchese, Shy Davidi. It's George. It's Matt. It's Patrick. It's intern John. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. Text line's blowing up already. Uh, what's your current relationship status with Jacob Markstrom on Valentine's Day here? What's your current relationship status with Jacob Markstrom? 960, 960. But right now, it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show, the Rose Report, brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. There's awful edits there. <laughs> I just squeeze that thing together. Because I don't know where Alex puts all his stuff. He didn't leave you any and instructions? Like, nope. And, like, this, I've heard him talk about how it's labeled and stuff. I'm like, how does... How? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't I look, Brody, Alex, there's no Alex or Brody in any of the network folders. <laughs> I don't know. 
He just he just has it all in a flash drive. He just brings it all in his pocket. Essentially. Yeah, that's probably it. All right, folks. Have a big show folder. Mm. Yeah, but it's the old big it's the show. The old one from the, mor- the afternoon from- big show. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. All right. yeah. Anyways, happy Valentine's yeah. Day, George. Happy Valentine's Day, Matthew. Flames of the Heartbreaker in our nation's capital last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Heartbreaking. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the heat is on down in Dunedin as the Blue Jays have started to arrive for camp. And uh, we'll also lasers, and lasers, and bowling. When you hear Glenn Fry's heat is on, and we'll also take a peek at the CFL as players and teams look to find new love. Free agency opens up at 10 a.m. Calgary time. All that and perhaps more love puns in the morning reports. So let's get after it. Flames and Senators. What was that, George? Can I just be very truthful. Yes, please be very truthful. I had no idea it was CFL free agency day. That doesn't surprise me in the least. I'm sorry. Sorry, CFL. It's okay, George. It, the Stamps aren't going to be that busy anyway, so you don't have to I worry about I might go it. to a Stamps game this year. No, you will. I guarantee you will. We'll do it. Uh, yeah? Yeah, of course we will. What okay. do you mean? I still have to get you to a I, Roughnecks I'll game. To, you know which one I'll go to? When the Stamps are hosting Hamilton. That's the one I'll go to. That. Oh, the one thing he knows oh, is that the damn. Stamps don't play Hamilton this year. The one thing he knows about the CFL. Damn. In Hamilton. No, in Calgary, though. Yeah. Because they play in Hamilton. Yes, they do. Yes. And then we'll get a text. It's like, hey, idiots, they play the Ticats. You should know the CFL schedule. Up <laughs> frontwards and backwards. Four months before it starts. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, no, I'll go to a Stamps game. I, oh, I will. My, I, I've started my depth chart. I think they got a little bit of a hole. But listen, we're getting ahead of ourselves. It's later in yeah, the report. Right, okay, Flames and Senators. Calgary wrapping up an Easter Conference road trip. Final game out east for the regular season. No changes to the lineup. Rasmus Anderson still unable to return to the lineup after he was hit by a vehicle back before the Detroit game. Jacob Markstrom got the start. Didn't face a ton of shots early, but did have to face an early breakaway. Able to hold it in left point, at least for a moment. Now the Senators clear it. Here's a stretch pass. Kachuk in. Scores! Brady Kachuk gets behind everybody wearing white. And the Senators captain walks in and goes high glove side with a shot that beats Jacob Markstrom. All alone in the neutral zone was Mr. Kachuk. 21st goal of the season. He's able to beat Markstrom just over six minutes into the game. The Flames were trailing just like that, George. Are the Flames still dead last in first period save percentage? Um, I didn't check this morning. But they have to still be very they, low. They can't be that high. The thing is, they don't allow a lot of shots in the first period anymore. No. What was it? Two but, goals on three shots the other day. One yeah. on like five or six yesterday. That's not. That doesn't help the save percentage. And again, it's not fair to leave Markstrom out to dry there on a stretch pass on a breakaway from Brady Kachuk. But just, just mix in a save once in a while in those early shots, okay? That's all I'm asking. Mix in a save. I don't. I don't know. Would it be that crazy to ask Markstrom and a lot not let any goals in occasionally in the first? <laughs> like <laughs> I just like I it, wonder what over his last over his last ten starts how many go- intern John? Can you put intern John? On intern the, John, uh, uh, phone hello, for hello. you. Hey, intern John. Hello. Hi. Can you look up how many goals Jacob Markstrom has let in in each of his last ten starts in the first period? Gotcha. All right, you clock, got it. 
clock's running. Better work quick. Okay. Uh, yeah. Second half of the period. I just want to know what that number is. Over his last 10 starts, how many goals and how many times he's let in a goal in the first period. All right, continue. Second half of the period, riddled with penalties. Flames would get a power play opportunity out of it, and they would take advantage. Far circle to Kadri. Back to the blue line of Hannafin. Back to Kadri. And have a cross looking for Huberto, but he's going to pick up the bouncing puck in the corner and drop it. Hannafin shoots, and they score! Noah Hannafin took the shot, and Dylan Dubé redirected the puck past Matt Shogard. Nifty little deflection there for Dylan Dubé as the power play has now scored in, what's that, six straight games. And there, a big one for Dylan Dubé. Good movement, really like the uh, action on the power play. 14th goal of the season, tied at one after 20 minutes of play, George. Wouldn't it be nice if, remember how Manjapani woke up and was started started scoring there and then he's kind of cooled off a little bit lately? Yeah. And now Dubé's kind of picked up his slack? Wouldn't it be yeah. nice if they both started scoring at the same time? Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I think so. I would like that. Because <laughs> I feel good. like they flip-flop. Yeah. It's like they flip-flop. Majapani's on, Dubé's off. Dubé's on, Majapani's a little off. Although that, that line is incredible. Backlund, I know it's been the best line in the Calgary Flames last two months or so. But good for Dylan Dubé to finally kind of wake up here and starts to produce. I think that's enormous for this team that they obviously need that scoring in the top nine. I got some numbers for you that'll reinforce that they've been one numbers. of the better scoring lines for the Flames in the last little bit here. In the second period, the Flames would take their first lead of the game, not on the power play, but uh, right in the sweet spot for 73. Out to the right point to Weger. Works it across to Toffoli, steps in and shoots and scores! Tyler Toffoli rips the puck past Matt Shogard. His fifth goal in the last five games and team leading 22nd of the season. Tyler Toffoli off the dish from Mackenzie Weger. From the sweet spot in the top of the circle, through a screen just yeah. inside the far post. 22 bingos for Tyler Toffoli on the air. Not Again, bad. I talked about it yesterday. Same spot. Most consistent. Yep. Best Flames winger all season. He's been really good. I don't think there's any doubt. After 40, the Flames lead two, led 2-1. Two to one. They'd extend that lead early on in period number three. And up at the blue line. Play at top of the far circle to Foley to Dubé. He scores! Dylan Dubé redirects the puck between the pads of Mad Shogard. Couple of deflections for Dubé. Second goal of the game, 15th of the season. Two points each for Toffoli and for Dubé. That line with Elias Lindholm has combined for 11 points in the last two games. And on this road trip, if you go back to the Seattle game, five road, five road games, seven goals and 12 assists on that line over the five-game road trip. They've been real good, George. Rock solid uh, during this road trip. Unfortunately, mm, last couple minutes, not good for White. Oh they got it to the net and score. Drake Batherson bats the bouncing puck by Jacob Markstrom. And with their goaltender on the bench and an extra attacker on the ice. And two minutes and 14 seconds remaining in regulation time. The Senators make it a one-goal game again. The pass is broken up by Tanev. Flames can't clear it, though. Here's Stutzla, far side, and they score! The Senators have scored not once, but twice with their goaltender on the bench and an extra attacker on the ice. 16th for Drake Batherson, 18th for Alex Dabrinkit. 46 seconds apart. This game was off to overtime just like that. Honestly, pretty fun overtime back and forth. Nazem Kadri hit the post. The Sens, well, they went the other way. Dabrinkit slips it out to center. 
And ahead to Stutzlup, who walks in and shoots and scores. Hmm. That horn can beat it. Uh, Stutzla, great game for uh, the youngsters. Scores a winner, three primary assists all over the ice. Already looking like a stud. Former third overall pick. Sends win at 4-3. to three. Flames blow what looked to be a sure thing to end their road trip. Yeah. Um, you talk about the horn, man. That Senator's horn operator Ugh. was really giving it oh, there man. on that goal. You- yeah, but same thing happens here. Oh, like yeah. When- yeah, like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, he was hammering. <laughs> just a note on horn. the on the sends, and this has nothing to do with the game. But I was just having a conversation <laughs> with uh, with somebody yesterday. Do you all remember when the when the Senators did their their interviews post game riding the bikes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't they yeah. do that anymore? <laughs> I love that. Shape, I guess. Like you, you, yeah. got, you see their locker rooms. They're always just like Jason Spezza riding a bike, just sweats. Wade Redden out here. <laughs> Wade Raddick Bonk out here, just doing all the you know. Like bring it yeah. back. Well, hey, th- those dudes got to the Stanley Cup final. Maybe they should do that again, right? Yeah, get on the peloton there. Start riding. <laughs> yeah, I guess hard. you don't need the elliptical. You get the peloton. Yeah, now. little yeah. Alex Toussaint after your game. They have a new. Hey, they're gonna um, have new owners. They little get a club bangers. It. Let's go. Hey, do you want me to alienate two Canadian franchises at once here? Oh, good. Please fire um, away. Sorry, Patrick. Which Canadian team is more irrelevant, the Senators or the Jets? Senators. Sorry, Patrick. Okay. All right. That. Uh, Daryl thought his team played well yesterday, guys. Yeah, I thought we played a hell of a game. Ran out of gas <laughs> a little bit. We get a little we get down to four D there the last three or four minutes. So we ran out of gas. So we played really well. We knew the goalie was coming after that. After the uh, last time out, at some point they were coming. The coach's job to let players know and then and then respond accordingly to it. So you know what? Uh, thought we played really well. He's not wrong. Yep. Not wrong. Like, and, and again, I think that's maybe what we haven't even touched on this all day mm-hmm. uh, today so far. The The Flames were playing a, a third string goaltender in guard last night. And He's big. He was pretty good. He's big. Sure. But yeah, but you're still. not wrong, George. There's a guy making his yeah, third but, NHL start. Yeah. And we saw, what was it? Uh, Jackson Stauber. He, he looked like uh, Dominic Hasek uh, against the Flames in that Thursday game yeah. where he played him. So what's that? At least the second time in the last two or so weeks, two and a half, three weeks here, that the Flames have played a third-string goalie and lost. And made him look pretty good. Yep. Mm. Next game Thursday, the Flames return home from a three-game homestand. They will play the Detroit Red Wings Thursday night. Other action yesterday, four games. Only other Canadian team was the Canucks. They were hosting the Flames' next opponent in those Red Wings, and it, uh, well, they were more like the Canucks yesterday. Canucks. Moves it to the circle. Now here's Joe Valeno with a feed, and a shot taken, and the wing score. Bergren on the delayed minor penalty call coming up to the Vancouver Canucks. Whoa. Good passing by the Red Wings. Get the extra attacker on. It's 6-1 Red Wings. Ken Cowell at the call, and 97 won the ticket. Two-thirds of the Red Wings roster had a point as they beat the Canucks by a 6-1 to one score. Things are not going well How in Vancouver. They... Yeah, Rick Talkett's really making a big difference there. Yeah, he looks like in every press conference, his eyes basically say, what have I done? This feels yeah. like a mistake. I miss hey, Anson listen. and Wayne and Biz. Listen, I know... Woof. Yeah, I know this show sometimes uh, crafts on the Canucks. Maybe more me than anybody else. 
But, hey, at least uh, they're a lot tougher to play against with Rick Tockett behind the bench. Oh, yeah, sure. I believe you. Like, why, anyway? <laughs> Three other why? games, all intriguing to the Western playoff picture. We'll check the standings at the end. Kings were hosting the Sabres. L.A. lost in Buffalo 6-0 in their other meeting back in mid-December. 40 saves shutout for 41-year-old Craig Anderson in that game. He made his first start in six games. It did not go nearly as well. Buck worked free out to the right point. Roy for Kempe. Feeds it back in front. Roy scores! Roy to Kempe to Roy, who jumped up between the circles. Matt Roy with a goal. The Kings fourth in the period. Four goals on 17 shots against for Anderson in the first 40 minutes of play. L.A. jumped out to a 4-0 lead and an eventual 5-2 victory. The Craig Anderson story is a great one. Still kicking it at 41 years old. They got Uko Pekka looking in as an up-and-comer. Eric Comrie's hanging around too. But can you imagine if they still had Linus Allmark, if they had managed a way to not go to arbitration over and over and signed him to a decent deal because he's been really good with Boston. Sure, he's again, and, and a lot of that is look at the team that's in front of him. But Linus Allmark kind of sucked with the Buffalo Sabres. He did. Well, the Sabres sucked, but yeah. Well, yeah, right. But I'm saying he wasn't very good either. And sure, like a lot of that's on who's in front of you, right? And the 100%. Bruins obviously the best team in the league right now, and he looks great, and he's an all star, and I get it. He never loses games. But I don't. Linus Allmark ever? Linus Allmark playing with the Sabres? No. No, he never would have turned into that guy. Like, look, and I've had this example talking with buddies of mine. Mikhail Sergachev, right? Mm. One of the good young defensemen in the NHL. He never would have developed into that guy with the Habs because the Habs do a terrible job of developing young players. This is your situation helps you. Is Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes without Andy Reid as his coach? Probably not. Or Travis Kelsey as his tight end. Yeah. If he goes first overall rather than wherever he went and... That's goes right. to a terrible team instead of a team that's yeah. like kind like of middle. So many of the pack. things need to work out for you to develop yep. into that player. And Lena Salmar hit the jackpot going to the Bruins. Wild taking on the Panthers in Minnesota. A couple teams clawing for every point in their separate conferences. Panthers took a one nothing lead, but the Wild superstar would draw the game even. Kaprizov so dangerous every time he has it. Looks across, he spots Zuccarello, dangles into the high slot. Kaprizov coming down Main Street, off to the left circle, a shot. He scores top shelf. Kirill Kaprizov. Took it right through the slot, drifted off to the left circle, and he beats Bobrovsky upstairs. I love a good road broadcaster goal. That was Doug Plagans on Panthers Radio as Kirill Kaprizov scores his 30th goal. Scored a franchise record 47 last year. He's now got 30 in back-to-back seasons. Only two wild players have done that prior, Marion Gabrick and Brian Rolston. This would go to a shootout, um, kind of irrelevant all the Kaprizov numbers because the Panthers would win it 2-1. to one in a shootout. Predators taking on the Coyotes. Roman Yossi been red hot of late. Eight assists over a five-game point streak with the Predators 4-1 and one in that span. Yossi scored to tie the game in the first period. Extended his point streak to six games. Colton Sisson scored shortly after. Predators led 2-1 to one, but the Coyotes clawed back. Lawson Krause scored to tie it up. Then a weird one shortly after that. Stop. Lankinen follows up. Stops the rebound try. They flip the puck back out, and it deflects in. They were trying to send it back to the point. Instead, it deflects low and into the Nashville net for a 3-2 Arizona lead. Pete Weber on 102.5, the game in Nashville. Lawson Krause scores his 18th in the second period, credited for his 19th. That the game. Winner, the Coyotes take a 4-2 victory in Nashville. Coyotes now on a six-game point streak, but somehow 
have not moved at all in the standings. They're still fourth last over this entire streak. So I guess good job. Yeah, I don't. The Habs picked up a meaningless four points over the weekend. The the Coyotes keep racking up wins now. The the Blue Jackets go into Toronto and pick up a win on Saturday. I just I don't get it. Tank, well, tank, tank. You you know who's gonna go number one, right? That franchise changing guy who scores goals at will. Yeah, again, that's so Coyotes here. Go strong. Here's the thing, and, though, and and this is exactly, and this goes back to what Gary Bettman said: the players and the coaches don't tank. Never because if tank. I'm one of the guys in the Coyotes, I'm like, well, if I, Connor Bedard comes here, then they're gonna actually get good players in, and I'm gonna be out of a job. So maybe we should try and yeah, get away get from it. Connor Bedard. That's why they're winning, it. right? But if, but if you're in Montreal, you should be starting Caden Primo every game in net. Oh, if I was the Coyotes, I would trade Karel Vishmelka in a heartbeat. The guy is far yeah. too good. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. No more Vimelka starts. Package him with I'm Jacob Chikrin, send him off somewhere, say, hey, you've been great. Maybe see you in two years when your contract's up. We'll get you back as a free agent. But until then, you're too yeah. good for what we're trying to do here. And Columbus, just put all the players out you have been the entire season. It's working excellent for you. <laughs> Yeah, they're ravaged by injuries, and uh, oh, on top of that, they weren't good to start. All right, here's how things look in the Western playoff race. Uh, Vegas at the very top of the Pacific Division. They got 68 points. Behind them is the Kings with 67, then it's the Kraken with 65. Oilers also at 65, and then it's the Flames with 61. As we wake up this morning, the Flames hold the second wild card spot. They are one point up on Colorado and five points up on Nashville. Nine games tonight, some with some intrigue. Three Canadian teams. Jets and Kraken go at six. Canadians host the Blackhawks. Senators are on the road to battle the Islanders. As it relates to the Flames playoff picture, did mention the Kraken. Also keep an eye on the Avalanche. They host the Lightning in a rematch of the Stanley Cup rematch. They met about 10 days ago. Tampa won 5-0. So what will Colorado show when this one shifts to home ice in Denver? That goes at 7 o'clock. Other action tonight. Includes the Capitals and Hurricanes. The Devils look for a couple points in Columbus. Florida wraps it back-to-back. They're in St. Louis to battle the Blues. A heavyweight bout in Dallas. Stars host the Bruins. And the Penguins take on the Sharks. Super Bowl Parade in Kansas City is going to go on a Wednesday, George. Their second one in four years. It'll start at noon central, so 11 a.m. here in Calgary. School districts all canceling school. Should be a grand old time. And frankly, I'm just excited to see what a drunk Travis Kelsey yells into the microphone. No, you Shut your mouth, you jabroni! Yeah, when when Travis Kelsey was saying nobody believed in the Chiefs, yeah, actually, <laughs> oh, no, they did. Travis. Okay, Travis, You're the yeah, number relax. one seed in the AFC. <laughs> damn it! Yeah, yeah. You're you're not the Kurt Warner, Dick Vermeil Rams who won yeah. the Super Bowl. Settle Just down. Keep your pants on, Kelsey. <laughs> uh, real quick too, um, if the Flames, oh my God, had a Stanley Cup parade. Would they close schools in Calgary for the Stanley Cup parade? They'd probably close them all across southern Alberta. Oh, yeah. I would think so. Okay. Okay. Here's my another, uh, you know I'm not from Alberta question. Mm. When do schools, when do elementary and high schools close in Alberta? Like time of day or like? No, 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 no. Time of year. Uh, summer and Christmas. June and Christmas? Like, no, when's when's the last day of school? Like, late June? Is that, yeah, is that yeah, what yeah. it is? I think you know, so. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I haven't been to school for a while. High schools get out uh, early June early for year. their for their d- diplomas and whatnot. And mm-hmm. then uh, yep. elementary, junior high would probably be the uh, end of June. Last. What, like first week of September everyone goes back? Yeah, after Labor Day. Yeah. yeah. Labor Day, yeah. Okay. All right. So you think they would cl- close schools in Calgary? Oh, yeah. N- well, they wouldn't be open. No, like if well, it's mid June they give away the cup. 
Isn't it usually That's in July? Well, I guess it was July last because it was all delayed. Yeah, yeah maybe. I think in nonsense. Depends. Like, if you have provincial diplomas, I don't think you can push those. But I think they, they would try. I think they, I think they I think should. They would do their best effort. It's a tough time like with they, exams, but yeah. We talked about it uh, this season during the Bills. They had a Monday night game and schools were closed for half the day. Yeah. Like because they had a Monday night football game. It's different. Well, it's a little different down there, but I think it, I, yeah, I think the people would close schools. They absolutely should have to chat with the mayor, but I don't right. really want to do that at all. Jays arrived at camp yesterday. Danny Jansen looked yoked. Bo Bichette looked like he had a little bit of muscle to the torso as well. Uh, Bichette spoke to the media after he signed his three-year contract with the Jays, avoided arbitration over the next few years. Pretty standard stuff from Bichette. I was intrigued by his answer on the new additions and perhaps subtractions from the club. You know, obviously we lost some important pieces and uh you know good friends of mine that i've you know made obviously good relationships with over the years but i'm really excited to see the new guys and you know i think uh you know very optimistic on how our season's going to turn out this year and just can't wait to get going and and work with them and and just get after it john schneider also chatted with the media he noted that there might not be a ton of battles at spring training this year due to uh some moves made in the offseason a lot of returnees and Obviously, it's his first full spring training as a skipper as well. You know, it, it's for the first time in a while. We kind of have a, a pretty set team, I think. Um, there's going to be competition for a few spots, and you want to, you know, you want to look at those and kind of dive into those, you know, certain positions. But um, just kind of seeing how the guys play together, too, how they mesh, you know, building off of the last month of the season last year and carrying it over into this year and just seeing how they kind of come together as a team, I think is important this time of year too. And I don't know if you saw it, George, but Shai Davidi asked, asked John in his first media veil camp if he knew what his batting order was. Well, we'll, we'll get, we'll ask, you can ask that question to Shai when he jumps on later on. Shai asked John yesterday in his very first press conference. Yeah, I know. Hey, welcome. So, welcome to Dunedin. What's your batting yeah. order? Yeah, Shy's all business. <laughs> we'll have him on at 8.30. Get after um, it. Which preseason is worse, uh, MLB spring training or the NFL preseason? Mm, MLB. I would say MLB. Because it's so long? Because it's so long. Like, NFL preseason, like, by the last week, I'm like, oh, I, I kind of feel like I should watch. And it's summertime, right? Yeah. You know, there's other stuff to do. You're like, you're outside a lot. Like, oh, catch the preseason game at night if there's something yeah. on. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to watch preseason Blue Jays while the NHL is in the throes of a playoff race. Hard pass. Okay. Uh, Raptors and Magic tonight, George. 5.30 start uh, on Sportsnet. Final game before the All-Star break for the Raps. Fourth and final meeting between these two teams. Raptors trying to avoid a third straight loss to Orlando. Last time they lost three straight to the Magic was in 2012. Since then, Toronto's got a 30-8 and record over Orlando. Not bad. Pascal Siakam saying bet on us. Okay. Ra- Wranglers back in action uh, and at home. We'll take on uh, the Abbotsford Canucks, Canucks. Uh, the Vancouver affiliate. Take a look at maybe Atu Ratu, the big-name prospect from the Horvat trade, as well as the laundry list of Flames prospects, Zeri, Poirier, Wolf, the rest of the lads. Puck drop goes tonight at 7 o'clock if you're looking for uh, – well, I'm sure that would be a great date idea. Uh, CFL free agency is today as well. That octopus certainly is, is all about business. Uh, that octopus that Dave Dickinson was talking about happened to be Jameer Thurman. It does sound like he is going to go elsewhere – Free agency opens up at 10 a.m. Calgary time. Stamps have 10 notable free agents after getting a lot of work done as far as re-signing their own players. Um, 
Receivers, Sean Bain, Kamar Jordan, and Richie Sandani. Defensive backs, Ellie Buka, Brandon Dozier, and Javian Elliott. Defensive linemen, Stef- Stefan Banks, Sean Lemon, and Flaren Arimolade. Linebackers, Jameer Thurman and Frazier Sopik. Some reports from Three Down Nation that guys already have deals in place with the legal communication period. Arimolade going to the Argos. Thurman going to the Ticats. And uh, Banks, the defensive lineman, going to the Rough Riders. Biggest question for me is what is the team going to do at middle linebacker after losing out on Jameer Thurman? They do have three American returnees, but that is a spot of need. So um, I think I'm going to try and stay up for 10 a.m. and and not fall asleep during the morning and and push my nap back. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, Are you going to be like the Adam Schefter of Sportsnet 960 this morning? No. Okay. No, I don't think that's going to be me. All right. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific job, Matty. The Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. All right, straight ahead. More on that Flames 4-3 overtime loss in Ottawa last night. We're asking you on 960-960, the text line. What's your current relationship status with Jacob Markstrom? And we'll talk to our man Charles Davis at 7.30, wrap up the Super Bowl, and look ahead to the NFL's off season. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.